I am Mike Weed and I have stroke, 2013. 37 years old. I can't write, and I can't read. But the computer. And me. So I get a coffee and chat. That's life, Frank Sinatra. Colleen Kelly, Sean Alexander currently lives in Connecticut with her husband. She's an author of this book, Gratitude in Motion, a true story of hope, determination, and the everyday heroes around us. I met them about two, maybe three years ago. A coffee, and uh, we chat a while. Gaylord, and how long was it that you you signed the uh, your your uh, book? How how long was it? Um. So I. Uh... The book was published in 2018, and then I believe I saw you in, gosh, I guess it was two years ago too. Maybe it was a couple months after the book was published. Exactly, exactly. It was was interesting to read it again, yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities. Exactly, exactly. And one thing I want to... uh, my grandmother, uh, she works at Gaylord. Oh, she does? Yeah. Uh, uh, just uh, uh, She was the boss of towels cleaning of the... Oh, uh, how- she was gone a long time ago. But she, her memories, you know, were still alive. She was helping me. You know what I mean? Funny, it's... You know, like you have your your Gaylord and Hospital too, but they were different and they, they were the same also. Yeah. yeah, it's a special place that Gaylord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's listen to the story about that. While I was at Gaylord, I got to visit my old room and its new inhabitant, a man just slightly older than I was. I saw the same desperate pain and fear in his eyes that once were in mine when I was in that same bed. I didn't get to learn his story, only to see that he was going through something awful. As I looked at him, I thought about what the audience members had said to me about using my story to inspire others. It made me want to reach out to him and everyone else in that place and tell them that there was hope beyond those walls. That as grim as the world looked right now, there was still beauty to be found. I wanted them to know that there were still sunrises and mountains and new puppies in the world, even if right now seemed to be a fog of never-ending pain. My heart was heavy as I asked my friends to pray for him, that he be wrapped in angels' wings as he recovered from whatever it was that had happened to him. There were so many of us out there whose worlds had been ripped apart by one careless act, and I became more and more determined to serve as a positive force for all of us. It was different, but it was the same also. There's something about Gaylord that uh, helps us come home. So now she's uh, realizing... Um, 
Maybe a book. Read on. Gaylord representatives had asked me to come speak at a staff luncheon they were having. So Sean and I drove there and I shared my story, the kind of care I got at Gaylord and the good progress I'd made since then. It was empowering to get to tell my story in front of a room full of people at rapt attention. And afterward, several people came over to tell me that they were inspired by my words. You should become a motivational speaker, one said. You should write a book, another said. Hmm. I'd always liked both speaking and writing and had never shied away from giving talks for Peace Jam. Speaking about my own recovery was new, though. I thought about what was inspirational about it and ended up feeling even more appreciative of the care I'd received. If anyone had dropped the ball, I hated to think about the many, many ways I could have died. That message um, really, um, really got me, you know? Like, uh, how many people has that same problem that, uh, the same message, like that messed up feeling? Your mind and your body just, uh, so thank you for that. Where do you live, Michael? Oh. Are you close to Oxford? I'm in uh, Cheshire. Cheshire. Oh, uh, you're in Cheshire? Yeah. Okay. How about you, guys? How about you? We live in Madison. Oh. Yeah, we're on the shoreline. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, I, I biked there um, uh, a bit. Uh, I got, uh, I get three wheels on my bike. You know, like you got, um, you gave it to Gaylord those those bikes yeah. yes yes I bought my own bike and uh, uh, they they are very good because I go a lot you know and uh, oh cool coffee would be great um, no cream only do you ever yeah, that's, yeah, 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 but I, you know, I get bored, <laughs> you know, I get bored, and uh, so I go on the uh, road. It's not uh, cool, but, uh, well, but uh, you had something. Let's listen to the story. Finally, October 20th rolled around, and it was time for the cycling tour I'd organized. Sean and his fellow postal workers had delivered 6,000 flyers around town, and there were posters up at Gaylord and local businesses. They let people know that the event was open to riders of all abilities and needs, and they could sign up for 10, 25, or 50 miles along the Farmington Canal Heritage Trail. The Madison police chief had registered to ride with me, and so had a few other officers. A friend's young son had offered to help train people by riding five miles with them as a school project. How awesome is that? Prior to the tour day, Fox News invited me to appear live in their studio to talk about it. I'd never done a live show before and felt a little Mary Catherine Gallagher-ish about it all. But it went well, 
and they agreed to come out to tape another segment on the morning of the ride. We had 60 participants on the day of the tour, and it was a big success. We raised just over $10,000 for the adaptive sports program. At an average cost of $2,000 per bike, that would mean five new bikes. There were three basic varieties, hand-pedaled bikes for people with spinal cord injuries, recumbent bikes for trauma survivors, amputees, and people who had had strokes or balance impairments, and tandem bikes for people with visual impairments. I wore my Hope Rides Again, my favorite t-shirt post-brain surgery, and now my favorite again. At the end of the day, I was exhausted and covered in bike chain grease and so, so happy. Having to say goodbye to all those friends at the end of it was the hardest part. But two weeks after it was over, I had already set the date for the next one, October 19th, 2013, would be the second annual Gaylord Adaptive Sports Cycling Tour. So, Gaylord, bikes... Maybe, uh, I'll do it. Sponsor. This is a new bill. Now, you may not know about it. Maybe there's something for you. Short-term and long-term disability insurance. If you can't work because you get sick or injured, disability insurance will pay part of your income. You may be able to get insurance through your employer. You can also buy your own policy. Social Security benefits for people with disabilities if you have a disability. Two programs from the Social Security Administration, SSA, may be able to help. Health insurance and health resources for people with disabilities. Find information about health insurance and resources for people with disabilities. VA Disability Compensation Benefits Veterans who have a service-related injury or illness may be entitled to VA Disability Compensation. It's a tax-free monthly benefit. Visit VA.gov to learn which conditions qualify you for benefits, how the claims process works, where to file your claim, how to appeal a decision you disagree with. The process changed in February 2019. Survivors of veterans may receive compensation benefits in certain situations. HTTPS colon slash slash www.usa.gov disability benefits insurance. Thank you for that. And, uh, well, here's the show. What, uh, this is, so it's been a while. Uh, what do you do? Do you work? Um, so I work, I was working mostly as a motivational speaker. That's right. And then, um, However, with COVID, I haven't been traveling because, you know, nobody has. Yep. So I uh, started getting some more training and taking classes online. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am a yoga teacher now and also uh, do some Reiki and uh, what's called sound therapy. Hmm. Um, and work with clients that have had trauma. Okay. Um so to help with PTSD, I've been really enjoying doing. Yeah. So the uh, when you get uh, therapy, you get right there when they when they had the accident, or you wait for a little while. Whenever they're ready to have some help, 
Okay. So um, quite often the, the people that I have worked with, um, it's been something that happened to them several years ago and they just have a lot of pain and anxiety and mm -hmm. uh, sadness, whatever that might be blocked up in them. Mm -hmm. So I want to try to get some relief and some movement. Uh, so it really fluctuates. This is a beautiful saying that she quote. Colleen is uniquely qualified to speak to the miraculous power of body, mind, spirit and the phenomenal potential every human being has to make a positive impact. She approaches each moment, each breath, as a beautiful opportunity to experience the divine. She teaches others how to embrace that perspective so they too may persevere, break down barriers, open themselves up, connect, give back, thrive. Beautiful saying, beautiful saying. I read the book, and you you have somebody who have math or something like that. You can't math are very hard with you. Is that has that been been better? Um, I'm smiling because I'm terrible. Uh, <laughs> so um, I think I I definitely am a little better, but um, mm -hmm. anything that is. Um, math related or uh, detail related uh, or uh, I have a hard time with. So I get overwhelmed very easily yep. uh, with trying to figure things out and then I can down. So Yeah, okay. So you're still uh, still got that problem, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's you no, know, it's just different, but I think yeah. um I'm very blessed to have my husband. He's uh, when I tend to get over, uh, have a hard time with words. He kind of just helps calm me down and put yeah. me in perspective. Yep. So yeah. that's really helpful. Yeah, uh, I'm uh, the same way. You know, I I do if I didn't have um, my uh, uh, phone phone have the numbers, you know, math. What's you know. I would be bad with that, you know. Numbers are, you know, are very hard. <laughs> let's uh, let's watch a tape. The rule was that I could have a part-time job as long as I didn't earn more than seven hundred dollars a month. So I applied for work at a shoe store for runners. They hired me and scheduled me for two to three shifts per week during which I can help people get fitted for their shoes and ring up their purchases. It quickly became apparent, though, that I was unable to work a cash register. I was no longer able to do basic math without severe panic attacks and help. I would take too long to figure it out, then give out the wrong change, and I could almost never reconcile my drawer at the end of the shift. Although she kept me around for several months anyway, the owner eventually stopped scheduling shifts for me and Sean took me to a neuropsychologist for testing. It was then that I officially learned about my brain injury. After a barrage of scans and neurocognitive tests meant to check my long-term and short-term memory, facial recognition, spatial references, and thinking skills, I received a report explaining where my weaknesses were. 
Mostly things I had already realized, like the fact that I was mixing up words, but I hadn't thought deeply about the cause. Interestingly enough, my brain injury wasn't from being run over. The doctors could tell from the area of the brain where the damage showed up that it was from the cardiac arrest afterward. Because I had been dead twice for a total of half an hour, my brain didn't get oxygen and brain cells started dying off. That's normal for cardiac arrest patients. Lots of factors determine whether the prognosis will be good or bad, but it's unusual to ever have complete brain healing. Many brain injuries leave permanent effects and most of the recovery is made in the first month or two. Whether caused by football injuries, shaken baby syndrome, a car accident, drowning, or any number of other issues, brain injuries have the same wide-ranging symptoms. They can cause problems with thinking, memory, and reasoning, difficulty communicating appropriately, inappropriate social outbursts or aggression, personality changes, depression and anxiety, and problems with sensory processing, sight, sound, touch, hearing, and smell can all be off. There are varying levels from mild to severe, and because of my helmet, mine was nowhere near as bad as it could have been if I'd had the double whammy of also dealing with trauma to the brain. Just another thing I'm going to have to overcome, I thought. But this time, my athleticism wasn't going to be any extra help. Going to the gym couldn't bring back my math skills. I would just have to keep practicing and going to therapy and hope my brain would continue doing its good work of putting itself back in order. There's still help with that. Uh, read on. This organization... Office of Women's Health Caregiver page. Get tips on how to prevent or relieve caregiver stress and how to find and pay for home health care services. State and local caregiver support resources. Finding local services. Use this list from the Department of Health and Human Services to find a variety of government and non-government resources. Additional support for caregivers if you're not able to leave your loved one at home but need emotional support. An online support group might be a good option. Be careful not to give out detailed personal, medical, or financial information to anyone online to protect against fraud or scams. Get paid as a caregiver for a family member. A caregiver helps a person with special medical needs in performing daily activities. Tasks include shopping for food and cooking, cleaning the house, and giving medicine. Many government programs allow family members of veterans and people with disabilities to get paid for caring for them. The Medicaid Self-Directed Care Program lets qualified people manage their own health services. It also lets them hire family members as caregivers in some states. The Veteran-Directed Home and Community-Based Services Program offers veterans a flexible budget. This allows them to choose goods and services they find most useful, including hiring a family member or neighbor as a personal care aide. Aid and attendance benefits for veterans work in conjunction with the VA pension. These benefits help cover the costs of a caregiver, who may be a family member. Contact the VA Pension Management Center in your area for rules and conditions. Long-term care insurance allows family members to be paid as caregivers. But some policies won't pay family members who live with the person they're caring for. 
Contact your family member's insurance agent for more information. You can also ask the agent for a written confirmation of benefits. https colon slash slash www.usa.gov disability carajiver uh, what does he do does he uh what it what, what, what? first coming off because I'm, I'm petting my my dog here oh <laughs> i got two two yeah. yeah we have labs and they shed yeah <laughs> but what did uh, what did uh you're uh working what it's it's uh because last time the book you were a mailman a mailman yeah so um so when Colleen had her trauma, mm-hmm. uh, I was a postal carrier. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I also did a little substitute before that, but it was mainly postal carrying. And um, during her recovery, um, I continued to stay on as okay. a carrier. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until after that, like in 2016 or 15 is when I just decided to uh, stop and devote all of my energy to Colleen and mm-hmm. and work on her uh, business, uh, her motivational uh, speaking, her book selling. So we did that uh, for the next several years because mm-hmm. uh, that's just a really good recipe for, for staying healthy. Yeah. Um, but now we're involved in this and formulating this business uh, called Rooted Endurance, uh, which encapsulates everything that we're passionate about, uh, right level of, of business that we're creating right now. Cool. This is um, what they said. Quote, Sean, I believe in training for life. On this journey, we cannot predict what might happen to us. However we can choose to be as strong as possible so we can persevere through sunshine and storms. Colleen we are stronger than we realize. I have learned that when we release ego, and learn to be open with our spirit and body, we gain physical and emotional strength. I feel it is imperative that we view ourselves as ongoing and ever-changing. We will never be the person we were yesterday. However the same cells that flowed through us as infants are alive and well as adults. As we age through life circumstances, we develop walls of restriction or growth. And we can learn effective tools to climb instead of being barricaded by circumstance. Our passion is to empower clients to have fun and find gratitude along their wellness path. While staying motivated and ready to make a change in their lives towards becoming stronger physically and emotionally, we are invested in our clients and strive to exceed expectations of what they want and need. We care about clients as individuals and family. Cool, man. That's uh, very good. Uh, book for you? Um, down the road, I have another book that um, I'm just co-authoring a chapter. Mm-hmm. 
for uh, the trauma surgeon that saved my life is the president of the Society of Critical Care Medicine. Wow. And he asked if I would uh, write a chapter on, um, so it's a, it's a book that'll be for practitioners. Um, but he wanted to have a case study of someone that was in the intensive care unit for an extended period of time. And now is a chronic patient, like a long-term patient. Uh, so, so there's that, but I, I started working on it and then I got too much anxiety because I was recounting, um, a lot of time in the coma in the SICU and I, I just needed to take a break. Mm. So I, I only wrote a certain amount of pages for the chapter and then I decided that I needed to just wait. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of, I'm putting it off for a little bit. Yeah. Wow. Well, you still get, uh, yeah, yeah. Still get, uh, anxious and scared about that. You know what I mean? Still. Yeah, I don't know. Do you have any sort of um um yeah. Yeah. I uh think I am. Read this and uh well, you'll get it. The time to talk is now. November 11th, 2017. Colleen Kelly Alexander let us talk about mental illness. Mental illness is a huge problem in this county. Mental illness is a huge problem in the world. The majority of our human family struggles with some form of mental illness. My DSM-coded diagnosis are 1. Chronic depression 2. PTSD 3. Chronic anxiety disorder 4. ADHD 5. Panic disorder What does this mean besides I've been psychologically evaluated and given some labels to bill insurance properly? When we understand the depth of our mental illness we can begin understanding how to deal with it. We can help those who love us understand us better when we are in a troubled state. We can learn to be gentle to ourselves. I know much of my mental illness has been exacerbated by the trauma of 2011. I'm also aware that I am genetically predisposed towards depression and anxiety. It runs deep within our family. As I continue to understand these disorders I can continue to be as gentle as possible reminding myself and others that you, I, are not this disorder. We are not weak, broken, sick, etc. At times, I believe having a mental illness gives a different perspective with life. I am so very thankful that I know my triggers. If you struggle with a mental illness, learn and understand what your triggers are and how to be aware and either avoid if needed or learn how to handle them with some level of grace and acceptance. Mental illness becomes best friends with chronic pain TBI. The two, or more, dance together often. Teasing the two apart often feels more exhausting than letting them tango. When does one know when to say enough, and rise up and ask for help? Asking for help is incredibly hard because when someone is in IT clarity of mind can become muddled. Learning not to blame actions and reactions to self and others due to mental illness slash chronic pain, etc. is a powerful tool and imperative tool to life a fruitful life. Do you believe it is not your fault that you suffer from a mental illness? Do you? I do. I know these are part of the cards that I've been dealt, however I did not choose them. They chose me. I chose a good therapist, winking face, may I remind you. Men can be in therapy also. You're no less a man if you go to therapy, you're simply a man that is strong enough to own what you're going through and seek help. That is called being a strong man. My husband taught me this. I share my story, because I am one of millions with a mental illness. I share because without my education, resiliency factors, and strong love of my creator, 
I might go to a dark place and be a very different person. Our world is hurting. Violence is spreading more rapidly. We do have a massive issues with gun control. However more so I think we need to break down the barriers of mental illness. Break down the stigma. Talk about it. When many meet me and learn I have depression they are shocked. Why? 1. I am pretty slash confident slash talkative too. I have a wonderful marriage 3. My work is as a motivational speaker 4. I smile and hug a lot every day. We meet people that we would never know what pains they face within their hearts and cells. I encourage you to be love. Be love to yourself. Be love to others. Be okay not being okay sometimes. Be a freaking mess. Let yourself be vulnerable so you can be open to receiving and in turn you can help others. Love is always going to be louder than any mental illness that might cause someone to hurt others. It is my responsibility, our responsibility to dismantle the stigma and be love. Tags. Mental illness trauma conversation. You know, um, you're right. And um, a lot of people have that. And uh, you deal with it. And uh, that's life. So um, I, uh, I uh, did my job right uh, after the stroke. I was, uh, I was a beer man. My, it was a uh, weed beer. It was kind of funny. And, oh, fun. <laughs> and uh, wait, I can't do the beer again. You know what I mean? It's like too loud, too, and the, oh. yeah, and so I, me and uh, Bob, we were owners. He, he, um, I got the stroke and he got cancer, you know. Oh, no. Yeah. And it's a, he is the best guy. Bob Carlson. Man, I, uh, I miss him, you know. In the book, um. Oh, Ella? Yeah. Yeah, same thing. You, you can't do anything, you know. You know, just, uh, anyway, he was a good guy. So, um, to listen to that, and, uh, then you'll see what I'm talking about. It looks like Amanda has ALS, she said. Lou Gehrig's disease. Her mother and grandmother died of it, too. I didn't know what to say besides, oh my God, I'll ask everyone to pray for her. My heart sank as my cousin was afflicted with this disease and his muscles had already atrophied. Spencer was a master woodworker, an incredibly talented artist. He also had a fearless heart for God and his family. Amanda was not even 30 years old and she knew that pregnancy could hasten her decline. ALS is an incurable degenerative disease that ends in death. There's really no way to pretty it up. It's just a matter of how long it takes. And in her case, they learned that she had the most aggressive form of the disease. Doctors would not reassure her that either she or her baby would live. It was unusual for babies to survive to term in this situation. Amanda had lived her life knowing that she was at risk for this disease, but chose not to go for genetic testing earlier. 
Instead, she had made the decision to live the healthiest lifestyle she could, which included a vegetarian diet and running, and hope that she was in the 50% of children who would not inherit familial ALS. Within weeks of her diagnosis, she had already lost most of the strength in her legs. I hadn't called right away because I didn't feel I had any right to intrude during such a difficult time. Once a week had passed, though, I wanted to visit and let her know that I would be there for her as much as possible. The first time I saw her, in early June, she was using a walker. The next time I visited, just a week later, she was in a wheelchair and using an oxygen mask as needed. The following time, she had lost use of her arms and the oxygen mask had to be strapped on. It was shocking to see this vibrant young woman declining so quickly. My cousin Spencer was already bedridden, so I knew the horror of how the disease would progress. I fought back tears the first time I saw her, and she quickly corrected me. There's no room for sad energy here with this baby. We can only have positivity. I want this baby to only know joy and love. I'm sorry, I said, biting back my emotion. Even though my life is being taken away, God gave me this gift of life, and I'm going to protect this peanut no matter what. I know you're going to be the best mother. And when I pass, my life is going to be used to help solve the puzzle of this disease. Stroke. Um, words are very hard, but uh, the music. Uh, did you know the music was Bob Carlson? Cancer. And, uh, he's gone, but uh, that's his voice, man. That is his voice. Bobby's Carlson motto was to work hard, play hard, love hard in his memory, we should all heed his advice. want me to um, put you in touch with my ghost writer that helped me with my book 
Yeah, that would be awesome. You know, awesome. Okay. Yeah. Because as you know, I um, so I wrote a lot of it, but I have a hard time uh, putting it together. So I had to hire someone to formulate it mm -hmm. and rewrite a lot of it for me. Mm -hmm. So that's what Anna did. I couldn't have uh, wrote the book by myself. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Give me that uh, that person uh, name, you know, and uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. She's really funny. <laughs> yeah. She's All right. Um, yeah. So you'll probably like her. Cool. Cool. All right. Um, don't want to. Uh, it's awesome to uh, see you again. Yeah, you too. Yeah. And. Uh, uh, ciao. <laughs> ciao. Have a good day. Yeah, you too, you too. And uh, your wife too. I can, his arm, I can see his arm. So uh, tell me. Oh. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> All right. Uh, sorry. Um, his husband <laughs> alrighty <laughs>